Saturday, November 7th, and will be broadcast on the network live for the first time. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. And I'm Jack Callahan. This is Fox News. Mark Levin. The states and cities that continue to have their foot on the throat of their people collectively and their businesses collectively, probably going to get the most money. So there's a disincentive to opening up the economy. There's a disincentive to people being free and acknowledging that states like New York and New Jersey can count on more federal aid in the next massive relief bill. And they are like the North Korea of uh, states. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Accurate Forecast for South Jersey. As clouds break overnight below 51, during the day Saturday, partly sunny, high 72. Saturday night, partly cloudy. There will be a shower in spots later, low 56. Sunday with times of clouds and sun, high 74. There will be a shower and heavier thunderstorm at night. Monday, partly sunny, high 72. I'm AccuWeather's Carol Babinski on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Thank you so much for being here. In other topics uh, besides coronavirus, that has, of course, been dominating the news, and we understand why over the last month and a half. Still other yeah. things going on out there that we're going to cover uh, this hour, including uh, Hillary endorsing uh, breaking news. <laughs> Hillary endorses Biden. <laughs> On the day that Alyssa Milano comes out and says, I support Tara Reid, the actress. Right. And we, we bring her up, not because we're obsessed with Hollywood in their opinion, mm-hmm. but she was one of the major drivers against an investigation and and the 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 Hollywood outcry against Judge Kavanaugh, right? So it's important right, to right. bring that up, which is why we which is why we bring it up. Honestly, we don't care what Hollywood thinks about anything. Well, uh, Rose McGowan also, you know, saying Biden should step down. I, I thought it was funny John Cusack getting in saying that Bernie should withdraw his uh, his uh, endorsement of Biden, and that Bernie should re-enter the race. Ah, but wait a minute the new york the the new york primary has been canceled well my question is um what do you do with the far left we've been asking this all along but what do you do with the far left hollywood left is not on board for biden they're just not no they're 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 really not i mean it's quite it, it really is quite different from what we saw in 2008 and again in 2012 with with Mm-hmm. Uh, Barack Obama, you know, but Biden is not the guy. I mean, Bernie for them was the guy, you know, for Cusack and and others. I expect that, of course. I mean, we we know they're you know, the, the further left you are, uh, the more Bernie is going to be uh, appealing to you and that whole idea. But I don't know how you get people to if you don't get young people to the poll. This is what we, we saw um during the primary when bernie was running bernie wasn't motivating 
young people. Remember, we go back to the states yeah. where even in his own state, mm -hmm. when you look at the electorate that showed up for him, the young people made up just a small portion of that. So I just don't know that they're excited enough right now to get out and, and vote or, right. well, November 3rd. Right now they don't vote. But in November, will they be motivated to get out and vote against Trump? So we'll get to more of the whole uh, uh, Biden terror read thing and the developments from yesterday. I do want to get to this, though, because uh, this is really going to be interesting to see uh, if this uh, this uh, comes out uh, here in the last day. Uh, Tucker Carlson talked to former U.S. attorney Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy, the author, mm -hmm. uh, works for National Review, wrote the book Ball of Collusion, which was a great book. You know, talking about Russia collusion, he is was one of those early on that was investigating and asking every aspect of the Russia collusion yeah. uh, uh, thing, or the Russia collusion hoax, because mm -hmm. that's what it was. It never right. had it never happened from the Trump side, right? It didn't. Where it happened was the Democrat side. Well, now we know one of the things was Michael Flynn and uh, Tucker Carlson in this segment. He prefaces out by saying that, you know, what Powell's saying, you know, what she, the, the, the attorney for Michael Flynn is saying, uh, former national security director for a very, very short time, who was uh, who was fired and then uh, pled guilty to lying to FBI investigators who initially said, well, he really didn't lie. And this things that had gone on for the last couple of years. But Sidney Powell stating that, you know, the, the from the, the documents they have that the FBI had been trying to set up. Flynn from like August of 2016 and they've got the emails that talked about the fact they were trying to destroy Flynn way back then yeah right uh and and so uh Andrew McCarthy came on along with Tucker Carlson and here was part of that discussion going back and forth because the the uh, the, the only reason those the documents aren't being released is because the judge won't allow them to be released it's not that they're not for public consumption and right. they expect the judge to release them. They thought it might be yesterday, but it may be today. And that's when all hell could break loose. Because this would be the first domino to fall, as we've been stating for the last 24 hours. You and I stated this yesterday. This would be the first thing in Russia collusion that was really one of the first things out of the box in January. Yeah. Remember, of, of 2017 was the, the firing of Michael Flynn and everything that was going on there. And him talking to the Russian ambassador, which happened over the Christmas vacation, I believe. Right? Yep, yep. Which yep. set this all yep. thing off in January. It was December 29th of 2016, yes. the conversation. Which which started the whole, which really was the first, okay, we got this guy. Russia collusion continues from this particular point. Right. But here's some of the back and forth between Tucker Carlson and former U.S. Attorney Andrew McCarthy. I, I spoke pleasure, to two Tucker, people today who have, who have seen the documents. And both of them um, have a position on this, I'll say. Though we'll find out very soon whether they're telling the truth or not. But both of them characterized it essentially in the same way. One of them said, and I'm quoting, has been in this business a long time, I've never seen a clearer cut case of entrapment than this one. If that's true, wouldn't it be a crime for the FBI to withhold that information under Brady from the defense in Flynn's case? At the very least, Tucker, it's an illegality. Whether it's actually a crime depends on whether they made affirmative representations to the court that turn out not to be true. Uh, but for sure, there's a lot of things that are uh, obviously not legal that are not in the penal code. But let's start with it's a it's an illegality and a serious abuse of power for sure. 
So uh, the FBI has known about this. Chris Ray has has run the place for years now. Why wouldn't this information have made its way to Flynn's defense team or to Flynn himself before he pled? Tucker, when they took his plea, they tried to do it in a way that was structured not to have to fulfill their Brady obligations. It's pretty common in a plea agreement that it's explicitly written into it that once you plead guilty, you waive your right to ask for any discovery from the government. And I think that's what they've hidden behind this entire time. The problem they had was they ran into a judge who didn't think that was an enforceable provision. So as a result, they've been on the hook to produce the discovery. And the discovery puts them in a humiliating light. And they obviously haven't wanted to produce it. But you know, to, to just go to the point that you opened with, I've had many cases involving witnesses where you have a recorded conversation, as happened with General Flynn. If you're not trying to entrap someone or you're not trying to bring them into a perjury trap, what you simply do, especially I would think if you were dealing with a 33-year uh, heroic uh, combat veteran of, commander of the United States, what you would do is you bring him in, you play the tape, and then you ask him, what did this mean? What did that mean? If you bring him in under circumstances where you have the tape and it doesn't need explanation and you're asking him what was said, I can't conceive of any reason to do that other than to hope that he'll get it wrong. And then you have a basis to say that he made false statements. I, I just, you know, having done this a very long time, I, I, I can't wrap my brain around that. Well, if, if Peter Strzok, who, as we know, it has been proved, is an open partisan, is the one conducting the interview, doesn't that suggest that maybe there was a political motive here? Well, I thought there was a political motive all along, Tucker, because as I asked when at the time that uh, General Flynn was terminated, which was, I guess, February of 2017, when he was ousted as uh, Trump's national security advisor, what was the good faith factual basis for conducting this investigation? I don't see any yeah. evidence of a crime. I don't see any evidence of any reason to treat this guy as a criminal defendant. So this is pretty blatantly political to me from the start. There you go. Look, it's a question that you and I asked in January of 17. What's the crime? What was the motivation? What did he right. do? Right. We're like, if you can't get to that, what, what, are, what are these crimes of lying to an FBI agent about? Because it isn't a crime, for example, as... <laughs> As 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 we have said, uh, if uh, an FBI agent is a is a female and asks her husband, honey, am I fat? And uh, he says no, uh, because he lied to an FBI agent. He doesn't go to jail. Mm, right. It's <laughs> assuming, not material. Ass assuming she is overweight because it's not material. I'm making an exaggerated point to say if it's not material to an investigation, it doesn't mean anything. If an FBI agent comes to your door and and says uh uh did you cut your grass yesterday and you and you went uh yes and you cut it the day before uh, you're not going to jail because it's not material to any particular crime or case that they're investigating unless you live in michigan where it's illegal to cut your grass right now <laughs>
Well, you came up with one, didn't you? <laughs> but that wouldn't be, hopefully, that wouldn't be the well, FBI you, enforcing that law, right? You can cut your own grass. <laughs> you can't cut somebody you, else's grass. Right, you can't cut somebody else's <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound like a euphemism? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is uh, because... Uh, by, the way, by the way, I did like the meme that out there had said, if, if, if Trump told you, look, you need to stay healthy, eat your greens... Uh, you know, why you are practicing social distancing, the left would come out. I love the meme that says the left would say, he's telling kids to eat grass. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, or if the president says you need to drink more water, he wants people to drown. Um, the, um, but you look at it and we, we tore it down very quickly. Look, uh, uh, uh the outgoing president, Barack Obama, uh, was, uh, essentially taking measures, uh, against, Russia and sending home some of their diplomats that were in the States. Remember, that happened on that day, on December 29th. And that morning, Putin, later that morning, because it was expected Putin would reciprocate. But he came out and said, no, 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 no. We want all Americans that are here to please enjoy the rest of the holidays. Come on out, see the sights. And, you know, he, 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 he tried to basically uh, play the nice guy. Well, on that day, on that same day, Michael Flynn was on the phone with his Russian counterpart, okay? He's incoming, soon-to-be, National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn. And the, the conversation likely was something about, okay, what's the incoming administration going to do? How are they going to conduct themselves? What will the policy be? What does Trump think about this? And what's the relationship, what is the, what are the goals or his mission statement? You know, what should we expect from the incoming administration? And he didn't want to answer that it, because it's policy between him and the president. Right. And he did not believe he was under investigation. Well, well, I'm talking about right. just the conversation right. on the phone with the Russian counterpart. But oh, then you right. get to the point where you've got, you've got two agents that are high ranking agents in the FBI sitting in Flynn's office asking him questions. Well, first of all, you and I uh, pared that down very quickly. Wait a minute. The National Security Advisor answers to the president. Right. And if there is no belief, in fact, Catherine Harridge just several hours ago posted a letter that Chuck Grassley sent to Attorney General Barr and where it was described to Grassley where then-Director Comey back then was basically saying... Well, they didn't detect, the agents didn't detect any lies. They didn't believe he was lying. They didn't believe there would be any investigation. I'm paraphrasing here, but basically there was nothing there. In other words, what was going on in that setting? Did the, the uh, National Security Advisor, did Flynn believe that he was being investigated? Was he told that he was part of an investigation no. and that he was being interviewed officially? No. Because I would say this. That if you're the incoming, pre if you're a new president and you're taking over from another administration, you know, uh, not like uh, George H.W. Bush taking over for Reagan, where a veep wins and, and carries on. No, this is a new administration coming in that's going to have very different policy than the former administration. Those agents sitting in front of you. They, you don't answer to them, and you don't have to answer questions to them. You don't have to tell them anything unless the president wants you to. Right. You don't have to answer them truthfully no. unless you. They, it's made clear to you if, this is part of an investigation. If they say right. we're interviewing you, you officially right. as a part of this investigation, you should know that.
and that this could be material that is used for that investigation. The fact of the matter is, it was a setup. It has been all along. Just like the Trump Tower meeting with Veselnitskaya. Why would you send Trump Jr. all of those emails saying, hey, we got somebody who's got dirt on Hillary? Well, because you want Trump Jr. to show up to that meeting. It had nothing to do with dirt on Hillary. It had to do with Russian adoption. That was a setup to make it look like something was going on. Look, he met with a Russian at Trump Tower. This whole thing reeks of a setup and fraud. 86690-RED-EYE. Analyzing the oil in your vehicle is like sending your blood to the lab for tests. After you have submitted your lube scan kit, technicians will check for elemental metals, including the presence of metals and other elements such as aluminum, chromium, iron, lead, copper, calcium, and more. Knowing the levels of these materials can help you identify wear patterns in a specific part of your engine. High amounts of wear metal usually indicate an abnormal wear or corrosion problem. Technicians will also check for insoluble matter like carbon, fuel, and dirt. The insolubles test measures how fast the oil is oxidizing and receiving contaminants and how effectively the system's oil filtration is functioning. Analysis will measure the oil's viscosity, its alkalinity or acid level, and if the proper level of detergents and anti-wear additives are present. If your oil falls out of the range it's supposed to be in, the oil could have been overheated or contaminated. The Lube Scan Report will detail the results of these tests and provide an overall condition of the sample, ranging from normal to severe. If you've used Lube Scan before, the report will include any changes from earlier analysis. For more information, visit Senex.com. This maintenance tip is brought to you by TA Truck Service. More bays, more expertise, more solutions. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. You're listening live from the Pilot Flying J Studios, your stop on life's journey. Download the Pilot Flying J app for real-time parking availability, mobile fueling, and more. During these uncertain times, we at Denny's think it's important to say thank you to America's professional truck drivers. Right now, when you order at Denny's.com, you'll get 15% off your order using the code DRIVER15. Choose from a wide variety of hot, made-to-order meals, all available through pickup and new curbside service in many locations. We care about your safety, so we're making sure your order is prepared and delivered to you quick, easy, and worry-free. We'll see you at Denny's. Discount on online orders only. Hours in participating restaurants may vary. Hey, drivers, stay entertained at the end of your day just like you do at home with live HD TV right there in your cab. And with Dish Outdoors portable satellite antennas, it's easier than ever. Go to dishoutdoors.com slash trucking and get all the HD TV you love at home right there in your cab. With coast-to-coast service, Dish Outdoors is perfect for fleets, too. Go to dishoutdoors.com slash trucking or call 800-970-9833. Restrictions apply. Dishoutdoors.com slash trucking. Thanks for calling Consolidated Credit Counseling Services. Can I help you? I sure hope so. I'm in debt. 
Is it credit card bills? Yes, I have two credit cards that I'm making minimum payments on and another that I'm behind on. I owe about $5,000. What interest rates are you paying? Between 18 and 22%. At that rate, it'll take over 20 years to pay off. Wow, 20 years? What Consolidated Credit can do is work with your creditors to lower your payments and reduce or even eliminate your interest charges. You should be able to pay everything off in three or four years. What do I have to do? Just give me some details and get ready to celebrate your freedom from debt. We're Consolidated Credit. We're here to give you freedom from debt. Call now for your free consultation. If I had known it was this easy, I would have called years ago. Call 800-552-6750. That's 800-552-6750. 800-552-6750. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company, licensed by New York Department of Financial Services, and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission, license number DC32. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with the incredible sale prices from General Steel. That's right. Start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 877-47-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 877-47-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 877-47-STEEL now. And you can get any of our popular quick construction structures, including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building fast and easy. Call 877-47-STEEL. That's 877-477-8335. 877-47-STEEL. Steel. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that really actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. Or the smell in the vegetable crisper that no way can be vegetables. Or hoping those bees just take care of themselves. Whatever you're worrying about, it won't be your heating or air conditioning. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Trust Jenkins, your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Find out why homeowners and business owners count on Jenkins for the quality, service, and reliability you get from a three-generation family-run company. Don't worry about your heating and air conditioning. Jenkins, your independent American Standard dealer. Built to a higher standard. Call 609-641-6440 or JenkinsAndSons.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Curley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Let's go to Scott in Florida about COVID and the economy. Hi, Scott. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Yes, uh, good morning, uh, gentlemen. Uh, I would just like to say that uh, everyone is so focused on this coronavirus that uh, they re- don't realize the even greater threat. That threat is the U.S. economy has already been destroyed. Uh, am I premature in saying that? No, it's in shambles. We're in a depression, not a recession, a depression. And, uh, in fact, it's already technically surpassed the Great Depression of the 1930s, what, 20, approaching 30 million people unemployed. Uh, this is this is very frightening. Furthermore, this coronavirus, uh, 
is 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 a vast plot of the new world order. Uh, oh, okay, all right, all right, uh, all right. Nice, yeah, yeah. nice talking yeah. to you. Uh, first off, <laughs> for, for, <laughs> the clock was ticking on the words yeah. "new world order." Yeah, the clock was ticking at that particular point. <laughs> Look, this is not uh, number one when you compare the economy. This is not as bad as the depression, based on the facts of the depression, mm. uh, based on the fact that if you have, for example, if you have, uh, and and I don't know exactly what the unemployment rate was during the Great Depression, but you had hundreds of millions of uh, fewer people uh, in the country to begin with, and the workforce was a lot smaller. So you have to basically take numbers. You have to. You can't compare uh, uh, apples to oranges. You've got to compare apples to apples. When you look at this, how you would look at this is five years from now, if the GDP is half what it was the end of February, mm-hmm. then you can make the argument that this is like the Great Depression. We addressed this a couple of weeks ago by people saying, is this going to be like the Great Depression? And we said, well, you would know if it would, if five years, in, by 2025, if the GD, if the, uh, the gross domestic product is half of what it was the end of February, then you can make that analogy. You can't, and that's not going to be the case. That will not happen. No. Yeah. No, that's, it's not going to happen. You're not going to have governors. Governors won't have the will to keep this locked down. No. Not going to happen. So, yeah, could could you say if we had this kind of loss permanent, what we probably will see in the second quarter, and it stayed that way for five years, then you can make the case it's just like the Great Depression. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Accurate forecast for South Jersey. As clouds break overnight below 51, during the day Saturday, partly sunny, high 72. Saturday night, partly cloudy, there will be a shower in spots later, low 56. Sunday with times of clouds and sun. High 74, there will be a shower and heavier thunderstorm at night. Monday, partly sunny, high 72. I'm AccuWeather's Kara Bavinsky on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fox News, I'm Carmen Roberts. A nursing home in New York City reports a staggering number of COVID-19 deaths. The Isabella Geriatric Center says it's lost 98 patients, and critics are blasting Governor Cuomo's order to admit patients testing positive to nursing homes. That allowed many residents who were COVID positive to come into a facility and infect residents who were not COVID positive, and it's led to a lot of unnecessary deaths. Elder abuse attorney John Daly. And the White House blocks Dr. Tony Fauci from testifying before a House committee hearing on the pandemic. Fauci is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and has become one of the more visible members of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Fox's Jared Halpern. America is listening to Fox News. Coast roofing and siding, protecting what you love and own. East Coast roofing and siding, trust us with your family and home. Hi, this is Larry Styler. I want to introduce our team of experienced exterior consultants. Hi, I'm Bill Blank. 
Hi, I'm Dave Capri. Hi, I'm Sean Steitler with East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. Contact East Coast's team today for a professional estimate for roofing, siding, or windows. Don't compromise the safety of your family and home. East Coast offers financing with no interest and no payments for 12 months. And you can save more by getting your project done now at last year's price, along with 12 months, no interest, and no payments. Call 609-646-1444 or eastcoastroofing.com. If you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Land ho! <laughs> hey, hey, seriously, land, land ho, guys. Guys, land ho! I'm just, land ho! Land ho! Land ho! Right there! The tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered with sign and glide on water towing. Get a quote today in as little as three minutes at progressive.com. I gotta say, this land ho thing, not very effective. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Sign and glide coverage is subject to policy terms. All the latest in news, events, trekking information, and podcasts at Red Eye Radio's website at redeyeradioshow.com. That's redeyeradioshow.com. Looking to upgrade your used truck, improve fuel efficiency, or grow your fleet? Select Trucks has been a trusted partner for more than 25 years, offering the best selection of used Freightliner Cascadia trucks and the industry's best factory-backed after-treatment system warranty. We have the flexible financing solutions you need to get into your next truck, including low monthly payments or up to a $5,000 down payment match. Why settle when you can select? Visit selecttrucks.com or a dealer nearest you. That's selecttrucks.com. Restrictions apply. Now more than ever, our country's professional drivers need safe and secure locations to park their rig and rest. Well-lit parking with on-site security is just a few clicks away, thanks to the Truck Smart app by Travel Centers of America. Drivers can reserve a parking spot at any TA, Petro, or TA Express and pay right in the app using Ultra One Loyalty Rewards or secure credit card payment. Spend less time looking for a place to park and more time recharging in a safe environment by using the Truck Smart app today. If you're a trucking industry professional, then you need to stay on top of changing regulations, equipment upgrades, and technology advancements. Fleet Owner Magazine gives you all of this and more. Written for fleet executives and managers, Fleet Owner gives you the business intelligence on operations, vehicle maintenance, regulations, and information technology you need to stay ahead. But that's not all. With its monthly print publication, weekly email newsletters, and a website updated several times a day, Fleet Owner has all the latest news and information delivered to you when you want it and where you want it. From industry experts to award-winning writers and columnists, Fleet Owner is the number one source for trucking information in North America. Remember to visit FleetOwner.com every day for the latest industry news. You can also sign up to receive Newsline, their free email newsletter, and subscribe to FleetOwner magazine. That's FleetOwner.com. FleetOwner, for news you can use. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. If you don't know what the topic is... It's all on you. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690. I'm just looking at that, the, the, the front, mm. the, the storm front. Yeah. The storm front goes right now that, that, that hit a lot of, uh, you know, it, it's hit a lot of the country, the Midwest and the South. I mean, it's, it, 
it's it's uh, way up, all the way up into northern Michigan. Wow. Hey. It goes all the way down through Michigan, through parts of Indiana and Illinois, uh, through parts of Missouri, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, then then takes a curve through Louisiana, still into Texas, all the way over to Brownwood, Texas. If you look at the weather map right now, you look at that and you're like, wow. Mm. What an incredible, and I guess it, it's a cold front is what it is. Mm. What That is a huge cold front right now. Very powerful. A uh, ton of rain in our area. Man, it's dropping some water, for sure. Yeah, we got hit big time. I looked out the... when. I, <laughs> Well, I got here early because I needed to beat the storm. I knew the storm was coming in and didn't know there was going to be massive hail or 70, you know, they said 70, 80 mile an hour winds were possible. Mm. We didn't get that. No. But I couldn't take the chance. Got hail yesterday. Mm. New roof two months ago. Yeah. Two hailstorms already. My neighbor- See, in, in your neighborhood, it got it. But here in, in our neighborhood, it didn't. I had pulled out a little while after you did. Yep. And the storm had up here, it started to, to break down. I went to, an, there's an old uh, bank drive through that's it's not occupied anymore, but I knew it was there. So I went over there and I, I parked under it for a few minutes. And I'm like, okay, where's the hail? I looked at the radar, it was gone. Everything was hitting in your neighborhood. It was funny because I was five minutes behind it all. Yeah. Five to eight minutes behind. Because I didn't get hit with it at all, all the way home. And when I got to my uh, my subdivision, I could see by the leaves in the tree that we got some hail. Mm-hmm. But then I started seeing the reports and social media from friends of mine that lived in, live in Arlington, Texas, and north of me. They got hit with bigger hail. So we only got it. And then I all I for me, all I have to do is go to my security cameras uh, inside my house. I have one outside, but the the uh, the sound isn't on that one. But inside it was, and so I could hear the hail. Mm. Uh, but it didn't seem it, it nearly as bad. And then I checked. I left the old vehicle out. The mm-hmm. old vehicle was sitting in the driveway, and I checked it in the morning, or I checked it then, and didn't no dents at all. So I know it right. wasn't that bad there. Right. But my neighbor, he just he got a new roof. It's like three days later it hails, and then a week later it hails again. It's like, ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's uh, let me let me ask very you this. powerful storm. What uh, is is my is my <laughs> is my deductible for my roof for the year or each job? I think it's per event. Darn it! <laughs> yeah, it's per claim. Okay. Yeah, because you could get. I mean, in some areas, you you could get by with paying that deductible and have to. I, I don't. I I haven't seen a massive hailstorm in our area. In a few years, but I do remember it. We had one. Remember, remember where I got uh, my my new car was out there, and I had mm-hmm. just that tiny little dent. Mm-hmm. We had about quarter size hail, mm-hmm. just about less than a mile to the west of us. Mm-hmm. They were getting softball size hail that night. That night, yeah, uh, just north of our studios, uh, probably about fifteen minutes north of our studios. Uh, several years ago, I do remember because. Uh, my niece, her car had, and her son had just, he just detailed the car. He was surprising her. He was cleaning her car. And then all of a sudden, he goes inside 
and it just comes down. And it was massive hail and destroyed the windshield and everything. I mean, it was huge. And I haven't seen a huge hailstorm since then in our area. But we do get them. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dad was interested in it. He says, you people in your hail. Said, yeah. Well, do you understand? <laughs> you're, you're getting the cold front hitting the Gulf moist air. And all across the, you know, that's really where Tornado Alley comes from. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've grown up in it, so it's it's just kind of a a given. I remember a friend who moved here from the Northwest, and his kids were very young back then. It's weird because they're now in their thirties, but when he moved here to this territory, it was for his kids. They had never experienced severe thunderstorms like that. They, you know, thunder, yes, lightning, yes but not like we get them. And uh, it was frightening to them. And and I hadn't realized, I guess I hadn't considered the fact, growing up in Texas, hadn't considered the fact that, that many people don't experience that, you know, based on where they live. They just don't. But you saw, I follow a number of the storm spotters, and I saw the activity yesterday uh, that, you know, they they were back and forth and posting and, a lot has been going on over the last few weeks, really, if you if you look at it. Um, the ones that I follow are based in Oklahoma, which, by the way, if you're going to be a storm spotter, that's probably going to give you a lot to do this time of year. But uh, yesterday they were following some of those cells. I'm, I'm hopeful, well, I can hope and pray that it won't be as severe, but I was looking at the outlook at weather.com and from other sources for May. And the target is right over our region, as it always is. Yeah. You know, that chance. For it, it. it it comes with the territory, and yep. wherever you live, different stuff comes in the territory. When I lived in the great Northwest, mudslides. Yeah. It was like, right. why are you people then building your houses on those hills? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand that one. I, well, and, it's but, people that build uh, uh, beach houses, and, you know, and then, of course, a hurricane hits, and we're like, Why'd you put a house there? But of course, it's there's a reason. Um, it is. Uh, I I think though when it's I don't know. I don't think anybody who's lived here for any amount of time becomes complacent with it. We pay attention. Yeah, you really do. You pay, if, you if do, the alarms yes, you are do. going off, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. even a severe thunderstorm warning, people are paying attention yeah. because of the fact that it's it's going to be. It could get serious very quickly. I will say this, living here, there is an attention to bad weather just because of tornadoes and, and even straight, you know, straight winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know since I've lived in my house 14 years, remember one time we had, what, 80, 90, 100 mile an hour straight winds. Mm-hmm. That's straight winds coming in. Right. That means everybody gets hit. Yeah. I remember blew down both of my fences. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. Uh, when I lived in the Great Northwest, a couple of uh, uh, earthquakes. I never felt them, though. Everybody else did, but I don't know where I was. I, n- I never felt them. But really, the rain. The rain, the rain, the rain. And then, when I lived in Oregon, that was in Oregon, but when in eastern Oregon, that was the first time I, I didn't experience it, but it was in the news all the time when they would have one of the wind dust storms. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That That's something that, and massive accidents on the interstate. Mm. So. Out in West Texas, we uh, when when I lived further west of here, 
occasionally we'd get a dust storm. It was very, it was very few, far between. But we would get them. And yeah, it's blinding. It would, it would dump all this red dirt on your car. Oh, man. I can't, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I can't imagine yeah. that. And then living up north as I did, you know, snow. Mm. But, you know, it doesn't matter where you live. <laughs> There's, that's why when, when whenever they come out, I'll never forget. My, remember Money Magazine used to do the top places to live? Yeah, right. And when I was working at our, our great affiliate, WROK in Rockford, Illinois, mm-hmm. is when it came down that, you know, Money Magazine had Rockford as one of the worst places to live in the country. And anybody who remembers me when I worked there, I love Rockford, Illinois. I just love it. I love that town. And people that grew up, they go, why? I don't, it just, it's like a, to me, it's like a suburb in the forest. I just, I love it. I yeah. just absolutely loved right. uh, uh, living there. I uh, still got a lot of great friends there. And I'll never forget it was, I forgot whether it was last or second last in the country from Money Magazine as a place to live. I remember my father visiting me, and I said, Dad, let me drive you around. I drove him around the, the whole city and everything else. He goes, what? This is just a really nice place. Mm. I said, Dad, this is the worst place in the country, one of the worst places in the country to live. And he said, then, my God, are we ever blessed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if this is the worst place in the country. And, of course, we laughed. And I remember when we went through some of the, the reasons why, and if you found out that the places that had huge government-subsidized medical centers small small places mm-hmm. that had huge universities or uh was the capital of the state or w- any place where you had a huge infusion of government cash was always rated as one of the best places to live yeah right because they they private industry wasn't as needed in those particular areas mm-hmm. because they were sucking money in from all across the state into a very very small town and when you started figuring that out, okay, that's why, okay, because there's more money in that particular place and they're not riding the ups and downs of the economy. And this was back in the nine, this was back in the early to mid nineties after coming out of the, you know, some of the 80 slumps that some of those places went through that they remembered what had happened at that time when they lost private industry. Mm-hmm. So, but I've always thought I went, that's really dumb because I've lived all over the country. You know, let me see. Uh, let me see. I've lived or spent time, a significant amount of time. Let me see. Oregon, uh, Illinois, New York, Florida, Alabama, Texas twice. Is that it? Yeah. But I've been all over the country. Mm -hmm. And every place is the same. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) to me, every place in the United States that I've ever lived or spent a significant amount of time in, every place is the same. Well, because people measure their lives differently. Their experiences are all different. Yeah. So if you would rather not have, like, I don't know, a bunch of chain restaurants in your town, and you live in a smaller town with no chain restaurants, you're thinking, oh, this is a great place to live. Or you're going through, let's say, I don't know, a pandemic, and you have fewer people in your area, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I'm glad I don't live in a big city. Or you're saying to yourself, you live in a big city, there's lots to do here. Man, it's great living here. Well, it's it's all about opinion and taste. Yeah. About what you want out of life. I, I've lived in the Finger Lakes or I've lived in, you know, Buffalo, New York, where I grew up, lived in the Finger Lakes region for a while, lived in on Lake Ontario for a while, mm-hmm. lived in uh northern Florida for a while. I spent a lot of time in Alabama, even though I didn't live there. I spent a lot of time there 
for for uh, for for work. Loved Alabama. Mm-hmm. Loved when I lived in a small town in Texas. Loved that. In fact, I lived in Dallas. Worked in Rockford, Illinois. Lived there. Spent a lot of time in Chicago. Loved that. Spent a lot of time in Portland, Oregon. Loved that. Everywhere I lived, I've really. I've loved every single place, mm-hmm. and every single place that I've lived in sort of becomes a home to me. Whenever I fly in there, it's like, oh, I'm home. Yeah. So I, when I see these surveys about this is the best place or this is the worst place, I really do laugh at that. I, I laugh at. It. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, it's it's they you know the criteria they use is laughable. Yeah, because I you know I I find out that you know hey wherever I, you know, I guess if you're unemployed and you live in a place that's not a good place, but I've been unemployed in all those places and it's like, did matter. Right. Are the people good people? Well, are there different experiences? Yes. Are there different things of nature? Yes. But every place in the United States to me is the same. It really is. Right. I mean, you're going to set your own happiness, right? You're going to determine what your own yeah. happiness is, whatever you want out of that place. I hear, well, it's a great deal of difference between the South and the North. Not really. People are people. Sure. It's 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Dish Outdoors HDTV can keep you entertained in the comfort of your cab. Find out more at dishoutdoors.com slash trucking. Call 800-970-9833. No doubt these are mighty tough times. But as the saying goes, when the times get tough, the tough get going. We want all you hardworking truckers to know how much we appreciate all you're doing to keep our country moving. Should you find money's a little tight during these tough times, we're here to help. We're Big Rig Lending, and we'll get you the money you need. Up to $15,000 in as little as 24 to 48 hours, regardless of your credit. Whether you've had a breakdown, an insurance bill come due, or taxes to pay, pick up the phone and give us a call. We know you got to be on the road to make money, and we'll make sure you are. Our country's never needed you more than they do right now. Just let us know if you need us. Call 1-833-3-BIG-RIG. That's 1-833-3-BIG-RIG. We'll be standing by. If you depend on a truck to make a living, then American Trucker Magazine is for you. Each month, the magazine is packed full with information you need in order to keep your truck running and the money rolling. From new products to the latest in regulations and even driver health and wellness, American Trucker has what you need to know. American Trucker's staff knows that you're running a small business, and they work just as hard as you do to bring you news and information that matters. American Trucker Magazine is not just all about keeping your truck on the road. It's also there for truckers looking to buy or sell their vehicles. The American Trucker Marketplace connects you with thousands of buyers and sellers across the country who may have the perfect truck you're looking for. So don't miss another issue of American Trucker Magazine or the American Trucker Free Newsletter. Enrollment is easy. Just go to trucker.com and sign up today. That's trucker.com. Don't know what trucking equipment and technologies are right for your business? Come to the Great American Trucking Show in Dallas, Texas, August 27th, 
through the 29th at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center. See the hottest new equipment with company experts on hand to answer all of your questions. While you're there, don't let technology pass you by. Check out the latest GPS, vehicle tracking, and safety systems all under one roof. Confused about the latest regulatory and business changes affecting owner-operators? You're not alone. Come to GATS and get all of your questions answered from experts and other successful owner-operators. It's 500,000-plus square feet of the newest equipment, hottest products, and innovative services, along with pride and polish, one of the top custom truck shows in the country. It's the Great American Trucking Show, coming to Dallas, Texas, August 27th through the 29th. Register now for free admission at truckshow.com. That's truckshow.com. Absecon Veterinary Hospital on New Road in Absecon is always looking out for your family's health and the health of your pets. Hi, this is Dr. Rachel Scotland, and at Absecon Veterinary Hospital, we are still here to provide service to your sick or injured four-legged friends from 7 a.m. to 12 midnight. Due to the COVID-19 social distancing protocol, we are taking extra precautions such as curbside appointments to keep you as well as our staff safe. Unfortunately, at this time, we have temporarily suspended our wellness and elective exams and procedures. Please call the office prior to your arrival so that we can give you our most up-to-date recommendations as to how we can help you with your pet. Absecon Veterinary Hospital is proud to be able to care for South Jersey's pets with top-of-the-line facilities and top-notch care. Call 609-646-7013 or visit absecanvet.com. That's 609-646-7013 or abseekinvet.com to learn more about all that Vet offers your family. If you need a kidney transplant, life may feel like it's moving in slow motion, on hold, in limbo. What you wouldn't give to get the transplant sooner and return to your life faster. The Penn Medicine Transplant Institute offers the most advanced options, including paired kidney exchange, which may shorten your wait time and get you to transplant faster and healthier. Leading the way for over 50 years, Penn Medicine Transplant Institute performs more kidney transplants than anyone else in the region, delivers outcomes that consistently exceed national averages, and with a specialized, dedicated team supporting you in every way, is completely transforming the kidney transplant experience. It's another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at penmedicine.org slash kidney transplant or call 800-789-PEN. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. I do have to address that one thing from that caller. Yeah, what's that? Uh, here in the last half hour. The yeah. one that brought up the New World Order. Right. Can you update the rhetoric, for gosh sakes? Yeah, come on. New World Order? Yeah. I first heard... I, that, that's what I heard when the Lyndon LaRouche people were protesting when I was going to college in the mid-70s. Yeah, Update yeah. it. Call it the International Swamp or the Illuminati or even... Ooh, International Illuminati Swamp. Yes, the International Illuminati Swamp. But the, the, you lose all credibility even with conspiracy theorists when you say New World Order. By the way, does anybody really even know the Illuminati? Have, have we ever taken time to just have a chat with the Illuminati? You know, just, uh, you know, have a real discussion. Well, I mean, the New World Order would be what? Uh, 
the Gettys. Yeah. The the Rothschilds. Yes. And the Colonel. With his wee bitty eyes. His eleven herbs and spices. Have you craving it nightly? <laughs> he! <laughs> if you know if people if you have no idea what we're talking about uh, I, I let Eric into it uh, so I, so I married an axe murderer if you Mike want my Myers. body and you think I'm sexy the first 45 minutes of that movie oh is pure gosh. greatness and everything else after is garbage yeah I, I just I love that uh, uh, just go go watch it so I married an axe murderer just go watch it You'll love it. The first 45 minutes. I wanted him to do a, a spinoff. The family. Just the yeah, family. Just the family. <laughs> you know, because it would be just it would be really great. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Select Trucks has the best selection of used Freightliner Cascadia trucks with the industry's best factory-backed warranty. Why settle when you can select? Visit selecttrucks.com today. Heavyweight champion of the world, George Foreman. How do you deal with pain? When my body needs relief, I real-time it. I'd like to introduce you to my knockout pain formula, real-time pain relief. Its soothing lotion is rich in nature's ingredients and helps me manage discomfort day or night. Many customers are finding relief when they rub on George's knockout pain relief. When my knees are in pain, I real-time it. When I'm in pain, I real-time it. Oh, and it smells great, too. From muscle strains to simple back aches and arthritis, real-time it and knock out your pain. It works for me, and it will work for you. George Foreman's Knockout Pain Relief is now available at truck stops across America. If your favorite truck stops don't have George's Knockout Pain Relief, ask them why not. Or visit PainFreeTrucker.com to try George Foreman's Knockout Pain Relief for just $5. That's PainFreeTrucker.com. Real-time pain relief. It's a knockout. Today's ULSD lacks vital lubricity, and high-pressure common rail systems are prone to stubborn injector deposits. Fight back with Howe's Diesel Defender, armed with state-of-the-art IDX4 detergent and packed with two and a half times the lubricity of similar products. Defender is the unrivaled choice to keep your engine performing at its best all year round. Completely alcohol-free, it's safe and effective in all diesel applications. With superior cleaning and maximum lubrication, you can defend your diesel with Howe's Diesel Defender. Visit HowesProducts.com for more. If you're a trucking industry professional, then you need to stay on top of changing regulations, equipment upgrades, and technology advancements. Fleet Owner Magazine gives you all of this and more. Written for fleet executives and managers, Fleet Owner gives you the business intelligence on operations, vehicle maintenance, regulations, and information technology you need to stay ahead. But that's not all. With its monthly print publication, weekly email newsletters, and a website updated several times a day, Fleet Owner has all the latest news and information delivered to you when you want it and where you want it. From industry experts to award-winning writers and columnists, Fleet Owner is the number one source for trucking information in North America. Remember to visit FleetOwner.com every day for the latest industry news. You can also sign up to receive Newsline, their free email newsletter, and subscribe to Fleet Owner magazine. That's FleetOwner.com. Fleet Owner, for news you can use. Eric Hartley here for the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. 
If you could help a truck driver get back to work, make their pile of bills less daunting, give them one less worry, wouldn't you? Every year, thousands of truckers lose their jobs, homes, and more when a medical problem causes financial hardships. But with your donation to the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund, you can help get them and their families back on the road. Donate today at truckersfund.org. That's truckersfund.org. Give today at truckersfund.org. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville. Police helicopter down. I'm Jack Callahan, Fox News. Police in Houston, Texas report one of their helicopters has gone down in an apartment complex on the north side of the city. Two officers on board have been rushed to the hospital, their conditions unknown. From Michigan to Illinois to California, protesters taking to the streets Friday over continuing restrictions and forced business closings blamed on the coronavirus outbreak. These protesters at California's state capitol in Sacramento threatened with arrest if they didn't stop. A few of the demonstrators were taken away in handcuffs. A judge in California has refused to overturn Governor Gavin Newsom's closing of beaches in Orange County. Newport Beach Mayor Will O'Neill says the governor's order has nothing to do with science. Orange County has 3.2 million people who live here. It's bigger than 22 states, bigger than states like Nevada, Mississippi, Iowa. And of all of those people, we've lost 50 people to this virus. That's 0.001% of our population. More than a dozen states began lifting restrictions on Friday. President Trump hosting ceremonies at the White House, honoring Americans who've stepped up to help in their own communities during the outbreak. In the midst of so much pain, the heroes we honor today are a true source of inspiration for us all. Among those honored, a high school student from Virginia who helped to collect medical supplies for hospitals. The president also announcing the FDA will allow the emergency use of the drug remdesivir for patients hospitalized with the virus. It appears to help some patients recover faster. Gilead Sciences donating its entire inventory to hospitals and says it's making more as fast as it can. There are more than 1.1 million reported coronavirus infections in the U.S., more than 65,000 deaths. America is listening to Fox News. As the nation's doctor, I often get asked, what should I do if I think I might have coronavirus? People who are sick should stay home. You don't go to an emergency room. You don't go to a clinic. You get on the phone and you ask for advice and instructions from your physician. We don't want you to go into the ER or the doctor's office without talking to them first because you might spread coronavirus to someone else. Please visit coronavirus.gov for more information. From the health of every American to the health of your portfolio, Fox Business brings you complete coronavirus coverage. As markets continue to react with extreme volatility, Fox Business shows you how to navigate the turmoil with instant analysis to help you make your next move. Plus, breaking reports from Washington to Main Street, keeping you on top of every development as it happens. Turn to Fox Business for the continuing coronavirus coverage every investor needs. 
reopening plans being expedited at meat processing plants closed because of the coronavirus. One of those plans coming back online with limited operations next week. A Tyson Foods plant in Logansport, Indiana that temporarily closed after almost 900 workers there tested positive for coronavirus. We have taken every possible precaution. Tyson Foods President Dean Banks has hired a medical team to visit the few facilities that have seen a surge in cases. To make sure that uh, the disease is not spreading in the plants and we best know what's going on in the community. The Department of Agriculture expects over a dozen other meat plants that closed to reopen within days under President Trump's executive order invoking the Defense Production Act. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. The global pandemic is changing our lexicon. Merriam-Webster adding and updating more than 530 words and meanings to its online dictionary. Terms like physical distancing, epidemic curve, herd immunity, and immune surveillance. Also the abbreviation WFH, meaning work from home. North Korean state media releasing photos of Kim Jong-un, which they say were taken Friday at the opening of a fertilizer plant. The authenticity of the pictures hasn't been verified. Were it not for the pandemic, today would have been Derby Day. Churchill Downs has already delayed the Kentucky Derby to September 5th because of the coronavirus pandemic. But today, 13 Derby champs who went on to claim horse racing's Triple Crown will face off in a computer-generated race that will broadcast on NBC. The Triple Crown Showdown will accept bets. You can pick your favorite pony on the Churchill Downs website and make a donation to coronavirus relief. The bets are actually entries into a drawing for the ultimate Kentucky Derby experience when it happens later this year. Secretariat, Seattle Slough, and 2018 Triple Crown champ Justify will all have a shot in the virtual run for the Roses. As for the real Churchill Downs, they're expected to have racing start May 11th. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And I'm Jack Callahan. This is Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Accuator forecast for South Jersey. As clouds break overnight below 51, during the day Saturday, partly sunny, high 72. Saturday night, partly cloudy. There will be a shower in spots later, low 56. Sunday with times of clouds and sun, high 74. There will be a shower and heavier thunderstorm at night. Monday, partly sunny, high 72. I'm AccuWeather's Carol Bavinsky on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Your interventions to me did not matter one little bit, Murphy said, addressing demonstrators and critics. So with all due respect to all pressure that's been out there, we couldn't frankly care. That's what your governor thinks of all of us who wanted the state parks and forests and county parks open, as well as charter boats and party boat businesses open and life to try to get back to normal. He couldn't care. Here inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P., Weekend of May 2nd and 3rd. Coming up in our next segment, Assemblyman Jay Weber, Republican 26th District, spearheaded the petition, the drive to get the county and state parks and the state forests open, which they open today at 6 a.m. And Jay uh, did a great job. And also joining us later on in the program, John DePersonaire, Recreational Fishing Alliance, talking about getting the parter boats and charter boat business back on track. We'll also hear from Captain Paul Thompson from the Porgy Four. And Mike Caruso, publisher, owner of the Fisherman Magazine with the Coastal Kayak Clash. Inaugural contest started yesterday. Grab that cup, grab that Red Bull, be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Show is jamming. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. At Ocean First Bank, our first thought is you. We put you first in all we do. 
Community banking for a century We treat you like your family Whatever you need, whatever you dream Let's make it a reality When your dream is building a new home, we offer mortgage options designed with your convenience in mind. Like combining your construction and permanent loan into just one closing, saving you time for the really fun stuff, like planning that housewarming party. Whatever you need, whatever you dream, let's make it a reality. housing opportunity lender rack and fin radio with tom p wpg talk radio 95.5 going to read it one more time your interventions to me did not matter one little bit murphy said addressing demonstrators and critics so with all due respect to all pressure that's been out there we couldn't frankly care the hubris of our chief executive well as of Today, Saturday morning, 6 a.m., the state parks and forests and county parks are open, and the RFA and United Boatmen in New Jersey putting the pressure on Murphy is it's thousands and upon thousands upon thousands of recreational saltwater anglers are doing to open up the party boat and charter boat business. But let's get to the source right now. The cog in the open, the state parks and forests and county parks engine a guest on Rack and Fin Radio several weeks ago had him back again, and he is just a juggernaut. Assemblyman Jay Weber, Republican, 26th District up there in North Jersey. Congratulations, Assemblyman. You started it, and it's an engine that is just going down the tracks, man. Congratulations one more time. Well, thanks, Tom. It's uh, good to be with you again. It's just congratulations to everybody. Yeah. I mean, listeners on your show and, and folks who got behind this move. We had over 13,000 people sign a petition to say, hey, let's, let's let us use the parks right. and the forests responsibly. That's all we want, and that's what we're going to get this weekend. Now, Jay, it's going to be a beautiful weekend to do it. I mean, I know the, there are a lot of there's a lot of no can dos. Okay, a lot of restrictions on this. Parking's going to be capped at what available parking fifty or fifty five percent. The social distancing, the whole bit. But Assemblyman Weber, it's a start. Okay, you got to walk before you crawl, crawl before you or, uh, sorry, crawl before you walk type thing. So it is a start, and you have to feel gratified. You put a lot of work into this, and again, thanks to all the signatories on this, 13,000-plus were on this petition, and the governor had to take notice, despite, yeah. despite, despite his, his like poke in the eye with that comment. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. I mean, this could have been a time where the governor would have said, listen, I, I've, I've heard you, I've looked at it, we, the weather's getting better, the curve is bending, and we think we can do this now, let's do it together. Instead, he took this very adversarial position and told people basically flip off. Uh, yeah. I'm making all the calls. I didn't listen to you one bit, and it was just it was very off-putting, uh, unfortunate. But listen, yeah. let's look on the bright side. Beautiful yeah. weekend. We got the parks uh, and forests opening. People should use them responsibly. Right. Uh, let's demonstrate our commitment to uh, both uh, you know public health and. Uh, the the good use of our our open spaces, so uh, it's going to be great. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, Weber, again, your opinion because you're 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 in the in the in the trenches there in Trenton. Do you think uh, Mayor Fulop up there in Jersey City, uh, again, the municipalities, this is a whole different ballgame. 
I only thought I didn't know they had uh, four parks. I thought they only had two parks, Lincoln Park, one other. But he opened up four parks in a highly urbanized area. I right. mean, I know you you had told me and on the air and off the air that some Hudson County freeholders were suggesting strongly to Murphy get this thing, you know, get some parks open. We need the people need it. Do you think yeah. that maybe influenced a little bit? Plus, a thirteen thousand potential voters coming at him. It had to, right? That's why the that's why the governor's comments just aren't credible. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way he made this decision in a vacuum where he wasn't listening to Democratic freeholders in Hudson, the mayor of Jersey City, Democratic freeholders in Passaic County, Republican freeholders in Monmouth County, legislators on both sides. I mean, when Steve Sweeney speaks up and says, "You know what? I think it's time to open the parks." 13,000 people signed petitions. Mm-hmm. There's no way that the governor didn't listen to that. Right. And for him to suggest that he it didn't matter one bit is just, I think it's disingenuous. But either way, I mean, either he's telling the truth, in which case right. people should be outraged that, they didn't, that he didn't listen to him, or he's not telling the truth, which is uh, another problem in itself. It's just, a, you know, he's taking a bad stance on it. But, again... Right, we got yeah. what we wanted to get but, done, which uh, was let's get the parks open. Uh, let's get, and then now we'll talk about the rest of the state. Right. You, you know, the the charter fishing right. uh, issues are you know perfectly logical extension of this. Let's let's start talking about those things now. But if I if I can just I'm I'm just I was laughing out loud, funny on your on your Facebook page when you had the meme with Joe Pesci. And a TJ, I guess, in that movie, my cousin Vinny, sh- show me the money. Hey, hey, let, let me see. Let me show see. it to me. When you you said there was absolutely stonewalling on the governor's staff, and when you said show me these tickets, show me these summonses, can you play that out for us, please? What happened with that? Yeah, remember the governor said I shut the parks because there was too much activity, and we issued thirty tickets and all these warnings, and I and and was just unacceptable. We had to shut them down. Of course, every other state in the region. Uh, they don't have any more knuckleheads per capita than New Jersey, I think, and, and they've been able to manage their <laughs> right. state parks just fine. So I said, okay, well, show me the tickets. I mean, let me see them, because if they're for parking violations or if somebody didn't curb their dog, I don't want to hear it, right? So let me see the tickets. Right. And I Listen, I've had phone calls with the DEP. Mm-hmm. I said, let me see them. And they sent me some gobbledygook, self-serving memo about, um, their their concerns about the overcrowding, which was fine, but I wanted to see the tickets. Let me see the citations, and they they stonewall. And, and frankly, it's a, you know, listen, I could Oprah them, and they could take three weeks, and then they'd redact or whatever. No, no, no. Right. I'm a I'm a sitting legislator representing a couple hundred thousand people in my district, but nine million people across the state. Mm-hmm. It's not too much to ask for the tickets. Even give me a printout. You don't have to give me the actual citations. Give me right. the printout. They didn't even do that, and so. When when that kind of stonewalling goes on again, it's unsustainable, and that's why right. there's no way this pressure didn't affect the governor's decision, and and we got it open. And if there's yeah. any decisions going forward, should be be transparent with people, share yeah. share the data, share the information. If people ask for something, give it to them. Uh, there's no hide the ball here. We're in a right. crisis. We're trying to work together to get the, to the right answers, and you know, shutting people down, especially elected representatives, right. is a bad strategy. Assemblyman Jay Weber, special guest on Rock and Fin Radio this morning, uh, weekend of Saturday, April 2nd, or um, I'm sorry, May, I'm old, this is great, May 2nd, and uh, Sunday, May 3rd. Again, the crisis situation, I understand that, Assemblyman, but just the, the humor that you put in there was just, I, I said that to a million people, and that was hilarious. Well, it reminds <laughs> remind me of that scene, right? He goes to the, yeah. the, that local bar, bar the right? locals, fan it out. 
Right. <laughs> right. I got the money. <laughs> yeah, show me. How do I know it's not a 20 with a bunch of ones? Right. right? Assembly, just being a plain devil's advocate here. Yeah. And knowing Murphy or knowing of him as his tactics behind the scene, what, what I know about him, his administration, and some of the people in there, would you, and again, being cynical, would you see this as possibly him saying, look it, look it? The people can't be responsible. And to me, I'm a friend of law enforcement. Law enforcement, state park police, just do your job. Don't complain, bitch and moan, and, and result uh, had a part in this blanket closure. But just him saying, look it, see? See, we had violations, violations. The people can't be trusted. Shut it down for another couple of weeks. Can you see that possibly playing out? I hope not. Me either, I mean, I, just I, there's, there's a What's that now? I just I just have that gut feeling. Yeah, I listen... There, there's reason to to be concerned about that, right? Yep. The governor's he threatened he, he opened the parks in this press conference. He must have threatened five times afterwards. I'll take it away. Right. I'll take it away if you don't behave yourself, which was you know a little condescending. But you know, again, we don't want to snatch <laughs> victory, victory from the jaws of defeat, right? So, right. Uh, or defeat from the jaws of victory. victory. So, um, we we were concerned. We are concerned that he just reverse course, but. Now there's going to be tens of thousands of people in the in beautiful weather. We're entering into spring and summer. Uh, the pressure will only be greater to keep the parks open for responsible use. Right. And uh, I'm I'm thinking once you once you cross this Rubicon, you're, there's no going back. He could prove us wrong. If he does, we'll be back. But uh, it is a concern of ours for sure. Okay. Well, Simon, I'll let you go. Congratulations again, Assemblyman Jay Weber, Republican, 26th district up there. In North Jersey was the cog in the petition engine to open up the state and county parks and the state forest. Well, best to you and that family. Eight strong, man. Eight, Eight kids strong. strong. Yeah, yeah. We might hit a park or two this weekend. That's for sure. Let me tell you, Get you out of the house. You, you got you got the starting five and three backups, man. This is great. <laughs> yeah, they're good kids. They're good kids, Tom. Okay, so man, thanks so much again for all your hard work and everyone involved. Anyone who signed a, the the petition. Thanks for the Rack and Fin Radio Heart, man. We did a good thing. Captain, or, uh, Captain Jay. Uh, Captain, next segment. Captain, or, I'll take it. Jay. <laughs> I'll take it, man. Listen, listen, you're going to get on a boat with us this summer sometime. Sounds good. You're coming fishing. You take care, man. We'll see, see you. Yep. I know, I know. I get too excited. I talk over myself. This is a victory. This is a limited, okay, bittersweet. Some, some bitter with the sweet, but it's a start. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel again. Coming back. Rack and Fin Radio. John the Person Air. Recreational Fishing Alliance. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Right now, staying connected is more important than ever. And fast, reliable internet from Xfinity can help. We have plans to fit every budget, with speeds up to a gig. You can find the one that's right for you at Xfinity.com. And because your safety is our top priority, we'll ship you a self-install kit on us to make setting up your internet quick, safe, and easy. No tech visit required. And our simple digital tools will help you manage your account online or with the Xfinity My Account app. We're doing everything we can to help you stay close to the things that matter to you. So whether you need to check in on family, video chat with coworkers, or just take a minute to relax with your favorite shows and movies, know that we're maintaining a safe and reliable network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. At Xfinity, we're committed to keeping you connected. Find great offers and value today at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
Yo, welcome back to Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Happy first weekend in May. Again, the state parks and forests and most, and I think most county parks uh, are open. Now, I don't know if uh, anyone saw it on Fox News. What time was that? About 7.30 or quarter after 7, something like that, I guess it was. I'd be doing some uh, wrapping up an assignment, a column. Turned around, and who was on Fox but King Philip Murphy, otherwise known as the governor of New Jersey, sitting with Steve Ducey. And the okay, interview, evidently, uh, King Philip was on his way to meet with President Trump in Washington with his handout, looking for more. So after This is after he called Trump, I guess, Hitler, all these other names over the past you know, couple of years. Going out with his hand out, and Steve hit him with a question that I nearly fell off my chair. It was a letter that had been sent to Murphy, penned by the Recreational Fishing Alliance, United Boatmen of New Jersey, and several uh, four-hire captains regarding opening the four-hire fishery. Now, you can still go out there and fish recreationally in your own boat, a couple of friends, the social distancing and a whole bit, but for whatever reason, the four-hire sector has been shut down party boats and charter boats now they did a brain powers brainstorming here on all the things they can do to make it safe especially on a party boat you know some of these party boats can handle up to 100 people and uh evidently the governor hasn't you know nothing's really come of the letter and he said on air on air it's really put him on a spot of surprise he said it's something i definitely have to look into to explain the, the importance the economic engine that is the recreational fishing community along the Jersey Shore. Well, joining us on the line right now is uh, John DePersonaire. He's managing director of the Recreational Fishing Alliance and also the uh, Recreational Fishing Alliance Fisheries Research Specialist. With his take on the letter, again, that you cannot buy that publicity. I mean, this was Fox News, and it was great to see. Whoa, this is even better than the rally back in 2005 in D.C. The attention this matter is getting during the COVID crisis. John, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Always appreciate and uh, love doing your show. John, I appreciate that, too. Listen, this, I again, I literally I almost fell off my chair. You don't want to know. That would, that would leave potholes. But when I, when I saw Murphy on there and hit with this question by Ducey and his response, I was floored. I said, finally, finally, this is getting some much-needed attention. And it was fueled by that letter, John. Yeah, I mean, it was it was shocking to me as well. Um, you know, obviously, as soon as that went off, you know, my phone and my emails were just going through the roof. And everyone was like, oh, my God, did you just see Fox News? They were just talking about the letter. And I think it just goes to show the, the value and importance that this industry plays to the New Jersey shore economy. It's just right. so steeped in our tradition, history. Um, that it's really important to get these guys some opportunity, some measured opportunity to go back out and sail again. And, and John, here's the thing, too. I mean, what the captains and the crews have been willing to do, let me just read from here, uh, uh, Five passenger lim- uh, going to a five-passenger limit on charter boats, daily cleaning, disinfecting protocol carried out by crew under the supervision of the captain, including frequent cleaning of high-touch services, use of protective gloves and face gear, daily health, monitoring of vessel crew, restriction to sharing of fishing equipment, and touchless payment where possible. I mean, how much else can they do? And, John, Seabass opens, what, in less than two weeks? Fluke the week after. This is a extremely, besides the recreation and the, and the, the head game thing this is going on, an extremely important economic time for a battered economy, especially along our Jersey Shore. Well, 
Well, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, that, that, and that is the key that people really need to understand is that, you know, you know, you can look at the totality of a year over a calendar year, but most, most people understand on, and that are involved with the fisheries that the, the opportunity to make their money, the, the majority of their annual income comes during a very discreet time of year. And obviously the shoulder seasons, you know, right. April, May, uh, September, October are, are very important, but that peak is, is coming upon us very, very soon. You know, with the opening of sea bass and the opening of fluke, uh, the striped bass run, I mean, all that every day matters now. So that's why we felt the urgency was really key um, to kind of bring this to the forefront and bring it to the top of the pile for the governor to consider as he starts to weigh options for opening up some of our business that has been shut for, for many, many weeks now. Right, and John, you left no stone unturned. And Ray Bogan, you guys did a tremendous job with this letter. I can't see how uh, the governor could ignore it. Now, you had also a great article in Breitbart News about the wallop the Jersey Shore is taking, the fishing business in particular. In fact, that's what it focused on. So, Governor Murray, I know some of his his people listen. Boy, do I get some, some feedback on that. But please consider, please consider this. John, this is a do or die situation. If this if this doesn't open till sometime in June, yo, you may as well the, the, the especially the charters they can't get that money back; they'll never recover. No, no, and that's the thing. I mean, a lot of these businesses. I mean, they're not even breaking even for the year for the season until sometime in mid 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 summer. Really, I mean, they're kind of working for right. their expenses for the first half of our season. Exactly. So, every, like I said, every single day is really critical. In the next coming weeks, it really is. Joining us online is John DePersonaire. He's the Managing Director of Recreational Fishing Alliance. He's also the RFA's uh, Fisheries Specialist, Fisheries Management Specialist. Well, John, you hit that right on the head. And also, right next to it, basically, they're, they're attached at the hip or attached at the hook bend, I should say, the bait and tackle shops, especially the mom and pop shops, and also the boat rentals. Guys want to go out uh, for fluke. They want to go out, you know, crabbing, whatever. That's shut down. So this is, this is, this is critical. Yeah, so just to mention the uh, the rental side, you know, the rental boats. I mean, they, yeah, they are really, really important, especially here in South Jersey where yep. we have great access and we have great crabbing and, and clamming and fishing in our back bays where, you know, we, you know that's been a, a historical part of our South Jersey fishing culture. And where there, there is a, a letter in the works that's going to outline and propose similar measures for those operations to start to rent out to the public again because we really see them – and also the for hire and the part and the, and the head boats as being part of this essential food chain supply, you know, and, and they give these, you know, they give everyone the opportunity to go out and catch and bring home food. And as we know, you know, especially protein now is, you know, the, the supply is going to be strained with right. what's going on in the middle of the country with packing plants and slaughterhouses and things like that. So, Protein is going to be really critical in the coming weeks. And all these businesses, they provide a great opportunity for us to go out and access these sustainable, well-managed, healthy food sources. And, John, I just hope the governor and, and uh, Colonel Patrick J. Callahan, he's uh, he's the state cop. <laughs> oh, sorry, state trooper, the boss in charge of the New Jersey's Office of Emergency Management, that they listen to this, really take it to heart. I know they're staying on gun gun ranges that's that's an entirely different topic that's next week we've got a got a fireworks show on that coming up but please this is vitally economic don't make the cure worse than the disease because john that's what it seems to be that's what seems to be happening there's a lot of businesses that aren't coming back especially along the shore 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, we've always been a very fragile industry just because we're seasonal in nature. So, I mean, a hurricane, you know, uh, a reduced quota, stricter regulations, anything can really have a big impact on our industry. So we're already very, very fragile to begin with. So something like this, I mean, is 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 almost life changing for a lot of these businesses where it's it could be something where they say, I just I just don't see any opportunity in the near future to recoup what we've lost in this, you know, and. You know, come fall, I mean, they're going to have to start planning already and making purchase orders for right. and booking charters for 2021. So, I mean, it's a lot of stuff really has to happen pretty quickly for these guys to see some light at the end of the tunnel. We just hope it happens. It's a vital part of the New Jersey, not just the Jersey Shore people, the, the entire New Jersey economy, recreational sport fishing, and also, you know, the, the commercial fishing and other things. That's another topic as well. Well, John, thanks for joining us. Very short notice. By the way, how's the lockdown going with you and the kids and the wife? Everything okay? It's it's good. These rainy days are tough, but man, when it's nice out, <laughs> man, it's great being in the backyard playing a little lacrosse with uh, my daughter and stuff. It's, it's enjoyable. <laughs> Bike riding, it's great. Well, John, listen, you take care. Thanks so much. This is the Recreational Fishing Alliance. Go to joinrfa.org, get involved. Now, John, we uh, re-upped at the Atlantic City Boat Show. Just on a, a, just a little bit of a non-sequitur here, RFA is very involved. The Jersey chapter is very involved in the fisheries management naturally, going to the shows. What kind of outreach are you doing now? We have the cancellation of the Saltwater Expo back, you know, back in March and the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo. How's the RFA really, besides bombshells, I hate that term, but it's so overused, bombshells like this, getting the governor to pay attention on national TV people. But um, what's the RFA, RFA reaching out to, to get more people involved? Yeah, I, I, we're, we're going to be working on a more expedited schedule for our newsletter. Obviously, you know, we just set one out at the yeah. beginning of this crisis, and, you know, a, a lot has happened and changed since that time. And there's just a lot to keep up with in terms of, you know, obviously it seems like every state is taking a different approach to how they handle fishing, how they classify their fishing businesses. So every state is, is somewhat unique and different. And, and you're right. I mean, that's really important for us to get out that information to understand about what's going on in each state. So we're going to try to expedite our next newsletter and try to just give people as much information about what's going on. But a lot of the stuff is changing so rapidly. I know. It's, it's, really it, it, John, it's a state of flux. It's it's like quantum leaps. Let's just join RFA.org. As Executive Director Jimmy Donofrio says, democracy is not a spectator sport. Get involved. John, best of you and the family. Hope to see you on the water one of these days, brother. Sounds good, Tom. Thank you. I appreciate it. See you. Yeah, man, the RFA, United Boatmen, JCA, what's that? Uh, what's that group? New Jersey Fishermen Fighting for Fishermen Rights. Whatever, people, please get involved. This is critical. We mentioned the four hire. That was the, the gist of the letter here, the charter boats and the party boats. One of the iconic party boats on the Jersey Shore, the South Jersey Shore, I'll add to that, is the 77-foot Porgy based in Cape May County, sales out of South Jersey Marina. Join us on the line, very special guest, good friend of Tom P. I can't say friend. I don't have friends. I have enemies and acquaintances. But long time dealing with doing fishing reports for the Philadelphia Daily News. And uh, I met him through Lou Rodia. God rest uh, God rest Lou Rodia's soul. He was a great man, great writer, based out of Cape May Courthouse. It's Captain Paul Thompson, again, of the Porgy Four, with his take on what can be done, what the party boats have to do if this thing does open up and there's going to be a list of restrictions that sometimes you wonder, whoa, is this even going to be worth it? Cam Paul, thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin Radio. Very first time. Glad to have you aboard. Pun intended, Skip. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. 
Always but, a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, these are uh, proposals. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, John has told you about, you know, the, the recommendations and yep. uh, the governor, I guess, is, is going to take it uh, under consideration seriously. And hopefully something will fly. At least we'll have an opportunity maybe to, to go fishing. Well, well, Captain but, Paul, uh, the thing that I noticed, and you brought this up, on the party boats especially, these are subsistence anglers. I mean, on your boat now, you're, you're a six to eight hour, uh, basically an eight to four, an eight hour sail. These people are bringing, it's not the tourist thing, you know, four hours and four hours, splitting the day up and whatever. People are bringing fish home to eat. And it's, it's, it's important to them. They're paying the fare. They want to get on the boats, you know, a lot of to fish. A lot of times, this is how they put meat, you know, fresh fish on the table, and that they've been locked out so far. The the April tog season is gone, you know. Forget that. So, Cap, how do you see it playing out? The I mean, the restrictions that, or the the, I shouldn't say the restrictions, the steps you are going to have to take, you and the crew to take, to make it possible. How much is that going to add to cost and time? Any have any calculations been made on that? I mean, disinfecting, blah blah blah, the gloves, the mask, et cetera, at infinitum. Well, um, no, I, I don't know what the cost will be. There'll be some additional cost, and there'll be some additional effort. You know, we're going to have to just work together to get this done. If if people want to go, and by the sounds of the phone and the inquiries I get, when are you going to go? When are you going to go? Have you heard anything? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the only thing that we've heard re- you know, recently. And uh, this has been in the works for for a little bit of time, but everything came to a head yesterday. And um, but now it's uh, you know we can provide social distancing, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, pe- people are aware of this. You know they've uh, we, we've been uh, learned a lot in the last forty five days. Everybody's been locked up, but we've had to go to the grocery stores, the pharmacy, right. the electric store. We had to go to Lowe's and Home Depot, and they've stayed in business. And right. they've, but they've adapted. They've found uh, different ways and adopted new ways. You know, to do business, and we'll have to do it too. Yeah, okay, and, Captain Paul, let me interrupt you a second. But the the rail space, one of the parameters, the porgy is rated for by the Coast Guard to carry 108 anglers. Correct, 108 passengers. That's correct. How will that equate to with the social distancing? Are you looking at a 50 percent drop um, to to comply? No, I mean, maybe drop? maybe uh, maybe about 25 percent. Is in your opinion, Ken, not to put you on the spot, but is that doable economic wise? Well, I mean, it's going to have to boat, be. Yeah, Tom. fuel in the boat, insurance, all that stuff. It's going to have to be. I mean, we're going to have to get some cash flow going. Right. I mean, uh, we just can't stop uh, stop business and stay closed all summer. You know, we can't wait for a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like you say, I mean, the windowed envelopes just keep rolling in, and, and, yep. and now it's the first of the month again. There you so, go. Um, if if they'll be coming in in the next four or five days, but uh, well, we're just going to have to, you know, take their names and addresses and phone numbers. Everything's going to have to be retained, and uh, we'll just have to spend mm-hmm. extra time cleaning. And uh, masks and gloves and uh, hand sanitation is uh, going to be required. Uh, Captain Paul, listen, the Porgy 4, a drum, tog, flounder. I mean, this is the boat. You're in the Cape May region. This is the boat. 
Well, Cap, wish you the best of luck. And as this plays out, I'd like to have you back on Rack and Fin Radio if that fits in your schedule. Because you're going to be one. Well, you're always busy. You're going to be even busier now, Skip. I'm not always busy. I'm not busy now. Well, okay. okay. <laughs> I want to have you in the studio, but that's that's not allowed. By the way, have you had a chance to uh, polish up your golf game a little? No, no, no that's not, I'm not even allowed to play golf. That's right. Hey, but the golf course is allowed the, to play golf. The golf course is now they're reopening. Maybe in a couple of weeks we will. But now I can't see anything happening before the middle of May. You know and. Cap Maybe is, the end yeah. of May. And Alyssa, I neglected to mention sea bass, but we have the sea bass and fluke, the two critical openers for the, the late spring summer season. Cap, so uh, b- b- fingers crossed, toes crossed. Doing a novena here, the sign of the cross here. Let's get it going. Let's get the pour you four back on order. Listen, pour you four. Go to Facebook, Google it. Go to the website. Give Captain Paul a call six zero nine eight eight four one two one four. Captain Paul, thanks again. And by the way, listeners, he is. The coolest captain of the party boat row that I know. I'm talking from Bayonne to Fortescue. How's that, Skip? <laughs> oh, that's too much. Hey, thanks for having me, Tom, and you have a good day. Take care, Cap. Bye. All right, bye-bye. It's reaching critical mass, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, critical mass for the four higher industry. Hey, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. Fox News, I'm Carmen Roberts. The FDA authorizes emergency use of the drug remdesivir for COVID-19 patients. Gilead CEO Daniel O'Day saying his company will donate one and a half million vials of remdesivir so more patients can have access to the drug. Fox's John Roberts. Oprah characterizes the world's struggle against the virus this way. The pandemic would be the most challenging time that many of us have ever lived through. That from a 24-hour star-studded live streaming event on social media today. The call to unite is the brainchild of Tim Shriver, chair of the Special Olympics. He decided to do, quote, one circle around the sun, where we show people how to create connections even when we can't be physically together. Fox's Michelle Polino. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey has clouds break overnight below 51. During the day Saturday, partly sunny, high 72. Saturday night, partly cloudy. There will be a shower in spots later, low 56. Sunday with times of clouds and sun, high 74. There will be a shower and heavier thunderstorm at night. Monday, partly sunny, high 72. I'm AccuWeather's Kara Bavinsky on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, the situation being what it was and what it continues to be, we have cancellations of all sorts of tournaments. The most regrettable, uh, I am so bummed because I hope to be going in about a week or so. The Fisherman Magazine's drum battle, the black drum battle, but that was uh, Scotch. Also, the Fisherman Magazine's just mega, incredibly popular, and I'll tell you, hardcore, man. These people are just fired up for this, the Dream Boat Challenge that has also been canceled. But the Fisherman staff... Always being at the fore of new ideas and trying to make things work for the subscribers and fishermen in general. It's the kayak class challenge. Now, it started yesterday, May 1st, that washout day, no big thing. And it's going to run through November 31st. That's 200, what, 212, 
214 days of fishing. Join us on the line right now. He was just on a couple of weeks ago discussing the kayak challenge. We're going to go a little more in depth with it. Is Mike Caruso, owner and publisher of the Fisherman Magazine. He's joining us from his digs up there in Shirley, Long Island. Way up there, man. There's some good fishing going. Hey, Mikey, how you doing, brother? Hey, Tom, doing well. Doing well, my friend. How are you doing? Good. Before we get going, how's the lovely Joyce, the beautiful Isabel, and Iron Mike? Well, we are doing just fine. Everybody's healthy, and thankfully, you know, we're staying safe. And like everybody else, you know, we're we're working our way through this uh, this pandemic. I, I, I certainly shout out to all your listeners and hope uh, wish everybody well out in your listening area, and you know, hope everybody's staying safe and uh, you know, coping with this the best they can. That's so yeah. appreciate you having me on today. Oh, Mike, always. Oh, I said uh, last time you're on, I want to get uh, more into this. Now, the Coastal Kayak Clash. This is the inaugural inaugural clash. You're getting it on the ground floor here, Mike. Yeah. It started yesterday, Friday, May first. The brainstorming behind us. Give us some staff people. I have Toby Lipinski, you, Hutch, and actually the great Freddie Golafaro. How did this come to be? Well, you know, um, just just kind of gauging the popularity and uniqueness of fishing from a kayak, you know, intrigues us. And, you know, we've been covering it for a long time and, you know, been at the forefront of, um, you know, really being involved with kayak fishing. And we thought it time to create a uh, platform, a tournament for kayak enthusiasts of all kinds to get out there and, and uh, you know, compete against each other. And uh, so we know we've got a, um, you know, a high concentration of readers who are into kayak fishing. This is them. And, you know, it, it may just be the one thing that influences uh, somebody who's on the fence about getting a kayak to get involved because it is, it is fun to, to be uh, just about water level, uh, you know, with uh, w- with your with your prey uh, as you're stalking fish, and you know the access it gives you, the stiffness uh-huh. is um, is really unique to, to any other kind of fishing, you know. So we embrace it. The kayak uh, coastal kayak coastal kayak clash or the CKC uh, <laughs> is definitely. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, it's definitely going to be a. Uh, it's going to be a serious competition, you know. And there are um, multiple species, you know. Basically, the contest is based on length of the fish. This this contest does not require you to weigh in a fish. It has nothing to do with weight. Okay. Uh, the angler. Has Good idea. Uh, should, I, should, I, should I go into? Uh, yeah, Mike, well, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Listen, there's eight divisions, as Mike said. Um, nine of the most popular and sought after inshore saltwater species. You're talking weak fish, a uh, porgy, aka scup. You got sea. I love my sea robins, bluefish, a black sea bass, a tog, you know, blackfish, and a combo. I like this. Uh, who coined this hardtail category? False albacore and bonita, my luscious little bonita. So, Mike, you have eight things covered here. Now, go. You got yeah. you got uh, first place, an incredible grand prize, a second place, a third place, largest of species and fish of the month. Got a couple of minutes, Mike. Let it rip. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is. It is going to be fun. You know, the way to get involved is, number one, it is a subscriber-only contest. Right. You have to. It's free. It's free for all subscribers. It's just another benefit of being part of the, you know, of getting a fisherman subscription. Um, so, you know, you go to our website, you find the uh, Coastal Kayak Clash page, and you have to register first. You have to register and you have to agree to the rules. Um, and, you know, you should also need to download what we call a tag because, 
This really is a contest where uh, the angler for any of the eight species you mentioned has to measure the fish. He's got to have a tag in the photo of the measurement of the fish. These tags, you can print them out. There's a PDF on the website. You print it out. Beautiful. Take a photo of the fish on the, on the measuring stick, and, um, you know, you send it to us. You send us that uh, to, to uh, Coastal Kayak Clash at thefisherman.com. And boom, you know you you you're uh, you know you're you're ent- you're entering a fish at that point, and it is a competition based on the largest fish for all of those eight species. Mm-hmm. But it's the cumulative total of points. So yeah, you know, there's three there's three um, uh, I guess there's three places for each of the eight species. The first place fish would get uh, three points. The second place fish gets two, and the third place fish gets one point. So the sending order, and then if you caught multiple fish say you had three first place fish well those are three uh, fish that each had three points associated with them so you'd have nine points and so at the end of the contest yeah. november 30th the angler with the greatest number of points will be uh the first place grand prize winner to win this old town sportsman autopilot this 136 which is their new oh, newest geez. model it's oh, propelled oh. by a by a 45 pound thrust Minkota, I mean, this thing is tricked out. Yeah. And uh, sec- second place prize, uh, a bunch of uh, tra- a trailer and accessories, beach hauler and roof racks from Malone. And the third place prize is a Humminbird Helix 9 Chirp. And when we got eight largest of species where we're giving away Pen Clash 2s and Fenwick Rods. And then the fish of the month, everybody gets uh, eight, of, eight fish of the month, get a, get a $100 gift, gift certificate to the uh, uh, from Yak Attack. Yak Attack, yeah. So, oh, wow. Listen, let me yeah, break that so down. Let me break that down. May is going to be weak fish and porgy. Uh, and porgy. June's going to be fluke. July is going to be sea bass. August, yeah. sea robin. Listen, this is for fish of the month for the $100 uh, gift certificate. September is going to be false albacore bonito. October is going to be bluefish. And November is going to be blackfish. Mike, I'm breathless with all the prizes here. Killing me. Yeah, it's the first year out, you know, yep. and, uh, you know, I mean, the first place prize is about a $4,000 yeah. uh, kayak, oh, yeah. kayak packing, you know, so it's exciting, you know, and we're really, really happy and proud to be able to do this and, you know, in conjunction with things like parks, you know, access mm-hmm. kind of be beginning to get restored during these times. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in some small way, uh, you know, getting out on the water and being part of a contest like this is uh, is uplifting for people. You know, I think we all need that now, Tom. You know what I mean? Ab- uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're speaking with Mike Caruso, publisher, owner of the Fisherman Magazine, talking about the inaugural CKC, the Coastal Kayak Clash. Uh, the kickoff opened yesterday, started yesterday, runs through November 31st, 214 days of fishing. Eight categories. You can go to thefisherman.com, find out more about it. But, Mike, on, on a tech question now, regarding the points, can a guy up – I, I realize you can only hold one position. One, but can he upgrade or she upgrade the catch? Say, they, say it's a weak fish. They catch a bigger one the next yeah. week. Can they upgrade that? Explain yeah, yeah. that, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Enter as many fish as you like. Again, uh, there's no harvest required. Uh, these are, you have to release every fish and win this thing, you know, and so it's just a matter of taking that photo, and it's, you know, we're going to be pretty, uh, please uh, have everybody, you know, everybody should definitely review the rules, because there are some specific ways to take the photo, and because it's part of your submission, mm-hmm. your entry uh, is based on the photo. We needed the quality photo of you with, uh, of, you know, your fish being me- measured, you know, with the tag, so, yeah, 
Um, Great. I, this yeah, is uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. This it's going to make me drag out the kayak, and Denise is going to have to call uh, the Mammal Stranding Center. <laughs> Watch me on a kayak cruise. <laughs> too funny but oh, yeah, in all seriousness it's gonna it's a it's a great contest you know having to, to uh put away the 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 black drum battle and the uh god mike that from way back when it started the dreamboat challenge way back when this that's probably the most popular fishing tournament i'd say on, on the east coast and having to put that away i had to break your guy i had to break the hearts man well tom you know we haven't officially fully canceled the dreamboat yet. Uh, we are taking a wait and see approach. Um, you know, we we need we need the entire region to uh, for anglers right. in the entire yeah. region to, to have access to their fishery. And you know, obviously today uh, that is not the case. Fishery fishing is is uh, you know not accessible in many places. Tackle shops are are not open, right. which are our weigh-in stations. It's a different animal. Uh, we hope to be able to still pull it off. We haven't announced that it's been completely canceled. It is, it is, uh, it is postponed. Is really the status. Okay, let's, 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 all I can say, let's, all I can say, man, for now is just keep an eye on Fisherman.com and Fisherman right. Magazine for details. I, I take the blame on that. I was so, I was so crestfallen. I said, oh man, they canceled it. And Hutch did say, well, not exactly, Tom P. I said, but it's, is it going to start? He said, well, no, not I, ah. So I, uh, listeners, that was my. Uh, what what did these what did the idiots say? Oh, it's my bad. Okay, sorry about that, Mike. <laughs> Look at the fisherman well, no, no, listen, it's, it's, listen, <laughs> listen, we're all we're all having to have to adapt, you know, and um, you know, we will do just that and we'll do what's, you know, best for the readership, best for the market out there, best for fishing and and above all these days, safe and and balanced. The safe and balanced, you know, approach to running a tournament is it's in, in my best interest, that's for sure. Okay. Mike Caruso, owner, publisher of Fisherman Magazine. Thanks for joining us. Listeners, the, the Coastal Kayak Clash. Go to thefisherman.com. Mike, hold on a second, please. Yeah, what do you have? Mike, oh, yeah, note here uh, from someone up front, a caller. When is Mike Caruso opening up his photo studio? Will he have a one in New, will he have one in New Jersey? Oh, man, thank you. People are asking. People are asking, Caruso. Hey. Well. Thanks, man. You know I love photography, video. You know that's my that's my uh, that, 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 that's my outlet, and it fits pretty good with what we do at the Fisherman. So, yeah, check out. Yeah, yeah thank you, Tom. Uh, probably less is thefisherman.com. Check it out. The Coastal Kayak Clash inaugural one. Get in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Some incredible, incredible prize there. Mike, you take care. Best of the family and staff out there. By the way, how is Freddie G doing? Freddie's doing great. Fred's doing just fine. Uh, I think we're all just chomping at the bit to get out there more. Um, you know, small doses we're getting out at this point, but Fred's doing really yeah. good. I appreciate you asking. Mike, about, you, yeah. you guys seen any weak fish up there yet? We have sporadic stuff here, and I heard of some farther up north along the Jersey Shore, Raritan Bay area. You, you hearing anything up there in Long Island, Peconic Bay, no. or anything? Not yet, not yet. It's just not. Um, just yeah. I really haven't heard that there's anything prolific going on at this point by any means. But okay. Might be a few catch. Might be a few catches, but it's been uh, low chatter at the moment. Matter of the chatter. Okay, listeners. Again, fisherman.com coastal kayak clash. Kicking it off started yesterday. Goes through November thirty first. Two hundred fourteen days of fishing. Go kick some ass, Mikey. Take care, brother. Thanks so much, Tom. See, Stay well, pal. Yep, Appreciate it. You too. Yeah, the Coastal Kayak Clash. We're early in the program. We had on Captain Paul Thompson, 
owner and captain of the Porgy Four, based out of South Jersey Marine, Kate May. Talk about the party boat end of things. Now, we mentioned the charter boats as well. It's funny because charter operations in Pennsylvania were recently opened. Jersey, it's still, no, you can't do it now. Now, are the Pennsylvania powers that be more careless and reckless than King Murphy and his court? Or are they just a lot smarter and a lot more realistic? The incredible financial toll this has taken, a lot of people don't realize, especially the charter captains who do this pretty much full time are taking a beating. Join us online right now, very special guest in transit with a new boat coming up from Long Beach Custom Boats in Long Beach, Mississippi. I understand he's right around North Carolina right now on the road. That's 1,250 miles each way, people. Now, I love Mississippi, man. Is that the Magnolias? I love that, especially Mississippi State. A lot of a lot of good times out here in the late 70s. It's Captain Dom Troisi. He's been on Rack and Fin Radio before, full draw bow fishing uh, Shad Guide, also, most importantly, his bow fishing guide service along the Delaware River is second to none. Premier, he's booked, Jesus, I don't know how far in advance. He has openings here and there. But I had Dom on just to show you the seriousness of this matter, the financial hit, the financial crush, the kick in the balls people are taking on this. The charter guys, I have Captain Dom right now on. He's going to reveal a little bit of info here that may uh, may open your eyes big time. Captain Dom, not being overly dramatic, one, how's the ride? Everything's safe? How's it going on the road? It's, uh, it's not too bad. Not too too much traffic, and fuel's cheap. Fuel's a dollar thirty-five down here. A buck thirty-five? Oh, yeah. I, I paid. Uh, I think I paid one eighty-one this morning at a place up the road here yeah. from the station. It has a big chicken in front of. It. I don't know what the what the what the place is called. <laughs> well, Captain Dom, out of the shad thing is Scott. You lost a ton of business so far. To get personal, professional, whatever, avail the the listeners the financial hit you've taken so far. Just so for now, listeners, Captain Dom has, he's going he's gonna to be all right because he's licensed in both New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And the Delaware is his venue, so he can go. But, Dom, until that Pennsylvania charter thing was open, what kind of hit did you take? Uh, well, I lost 38 Chad trips. And I didn't take any more in after March. So you figure between Chad fishing and boat fishing in April, roughly 30 grand. 30,000. And, the, and the, the deficit keeps mounting. Now, Captain Dom, with the Pennsylvania opener, and not the light at the end of the tunnel. I can't stand that cliche either because someone says, yeah, that's a train coming at you. You have a little bit of breathing room. I mean, you're, you're able to take now some bow fishing bookings coming up? I can. Um, I can take two guys. Right. Um, it's still difficult because a lot of my clients come from Jersey. They got to get a Pennsylvania license. They got to come over the bridge. I got to meet them over the bridge. It's kind of, it's a hassle. And I don't want, you know, my customers to be hassled. So if they really want to go, I just, you know. Okay, do now, so Dom, yeah. now, insofar as the, the booking's coming now, you have the new boat. Uh, go into that, please. That looks like a badass. Some of the photos you said, that looks badass, man. Yeah, I um, sold the other boat. Um, bought a little bit smaller boat so we could trailer and get to some new places and mm -hmm. try to expand the business a little bit. Now, Dom, in the expansion of the boat, speaking uh, Captain Dom Troisi, full draw bow fishing, uh, based out of Trenton, he's licensed on both sides of the Delaware River, his uh, full draw guide service. Now, Dom, insofar as the bow fishing end, now during the day, will you, uh, the shad season is pretty much a wrap, uh, and you're not there yet, coming down from Mississippi with the new uh, new vessel. What about things like uh, flatheads, snakeheads? Will you have a daytime fishery? Will you be booking for those? If, if, yeah, if, if it becomes legal, if it becomes open. legal. 
Yeah, once uh, this all clears out, I am going to start rod and reel fishing for snakeheads during the day and flatheads during the day and night. So just try to expand a little bit and get some different people and experience the river. You know, the river's yep. a pretty great place to fish, and it's untouched. Captain Dom, as, as far as, and I've known you a long time, as far as uh, charter boat skippers and, and outdoorsmen, hunters, guides, whatever, you're about as pragmatic as they come. In your opinion, was this overkill? The banning of the porter um, and charter boats? I mean, it could have... Okay. I don't think it was looked at. I, yeah. I really don't think... I, I think, um, from what I was understanding, Murphy thinks this is more a luxury for guys than it is a business. And he, he doesn't grasp the concept, which is pretty much everything he does. So, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's really killing us. Okay. Now, Cap- I'm pretty fortunate because I'm a small business. Right. But these guys that have $10,000 a month loans on these big boats... Yep. You know, they're, they're, people are going to go bankrupt over this. Exactly, exactly. Well, Captain Don, we hope to book some trips with you this summer. Again, when everything shakes out, you travel safe and stay in touch once you hit Jersey again, man. All right, man. Thanks, Brother, Tom P. Take care. $30,000 so far. Thirty grand. Poof. Hey, man, grab that cup, grab that rubble. Be right back to wrap up Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Billing Marvel and Tile wants customers to know that customer safety is of utmost priority always, and especially now during this difficult time. Billing Marvel and Tile is still open for business and wants to help you with your home improvement projects. Billing Marble is taking extra safety precautions, including additional sanitizing of equipment and products. Billing Marble and Tile offers wood-look porcelain tile, granite and marble countertops, backsplashes, wall tile, and great ideas for new bathrooms. How about putting in stylish granite and quartz countertops by Filling Marble and Tile Outlet? Filling Marble and Tile, giving you personalized service that only a family-owned store can give. Forget those big box stores where you have to do everything yourself. Filling Marble and Tile will help you turn your ideas into something spectacular. For a quick preview of what they offer, visit FillingMarble.com. Filling Marble and Tile Outlet, Philadelphia Avenue and Route 30 in Egg Harbor City. FillingMarble.com. Heart disease doesn't wait, not even now. That's why Deborah Heart and Lung Center continues to see patients. Our doctors review each patient's condition to see which appointments can be safely postponed and which cannot. And of course, we're treating emergency cases right away. Best of all, you don't have to worry. We're here for you. If you have a question or need an appointment, visit DemandDeborah.org or call 609-621-2080. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, that'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Again, state parks and forests and county parks are open. Use them responsibly. Murphy's minions will be out there watching. Okay, let's let's not give them a reason to try to close it down again. Hey, let's close it out with a quick fish report. Mike Cunningham down there at Sea Isle Bait and Tackle 4120 Park Road, Fish Alley in Sea Isle. Mikey, how you doing, man? Everything's going great, Tom. What is happening fish-wise? Any weak fish, any bluefish, any stripers? What do we got? Oh, the fishing's really picked up here over the last week, especially with the uh, influx of blues. Most of them are that two to five pound range, the real fun fighting, fun eating, fun everything. Uh Uh, But we've seen a couple bigger fish mixed in, too. And as I'm sure you know, those weakies are around. They're being temperamental like they always are this time of year. 
Um, but guys are getting them on jigs. You've got to really work that jig slow on the bottom. Like drifting the current, little twitch, but there's been some real nice trout. Okay, Mike, what are you hearing? Bass in the back? Anything in the surf? What? I haven't heard too much of the surf, obviously, with the situation. Yeah. Uh, plenty in the bass. Uh, plenty of bass in the back. To be honest, my neighborhood, it almost seems like the numbers are tapering off a little bit with those schoolies. Okay. But we're seeing some more big fish. So the numbers aren't there, but we're seeing a little better quality. Okay, for the bass, what's the bait? What's the dealio? It's been mostly lures, again, with some of the hardness of bait to get. A lot of white stuff, Z-Men, bass assassins, finesse fish, things like that. And the Wikis have been on uh, a lot of pink stuff. Uh, you know, uh, pink again. Assassin. Yeah, they love that pink. That, Mike, uh, curbside service, what's the deal with the store? We are opened up uh, for customers starting, um, starting yesterday, starting Friday. So Saturday morning, 6 a.m., you can come in the store. You follow the directions, but we are open. Okay, Mike, give that phone number, website, please. 609-263-6540, and it's net. Before I let you go, I had a wife and kids. Everything good? Everybody's good, a little stressed out, but we're making it work. <laughs> okay, Mike, take care, man. See you this week. See you later. That'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio. Get out and enjoy. See ya. God bless America. God bless your troops. Tom P. Rack and Fin Radio. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville. From California to Delaware, protesters are losing patience. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. Crowds of frustrated Californians gathering Friday at the state capitol in Sacramento, fed up by a six-week stay-at-home order put in place because of the coronavirus. Further south, more anger that beaches are closed in Orange County. This beach closure idea to keep people safe, it's been tried in Los Angeles County. They have closed their beaches up there for over 30 days now, and the, and the results just haven't borne out. Newport Beach Mayor Will O'Neill in Michigan, protesters armed with guns showed up at the state house in reaction to the governor's decision to extend a stay-at-home order. He's too busy fighting the pandemic. The White House says that's the reason why testimony from a key doctor is being blocked. A subcommittee for the House Appropriations Committee sought Dr. Anthony Fauci for a hearing next week, but a spokesman for the committee says the White House denied that request. Fauci is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and has become one of the more visible members of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Fox's Jared Halpern, the hearing focusing on the White House response, will go forward with testimony expected from the former director of the CDC. Authorities in Houston are investigating the early morning crash of a police helicopter. Both pilots right now uh, are in very critical condition in terms of uh, very serious injuries. Police Chief Art Acevedo, the helicopter went down at an apartment complex. The rumor mill hasn't been shut down yet, but new pictures of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un have surfaced. The authenticity of the photos haven't yet been verified. There had been speculation Kim was in poor health. America's listening to Fox News. Abby Hornacek continues her adventure through our America the Beautiful, from the hottest place in the country to one of the coldest, exploring new heights. We're entering the danger zone. It's really far down. Go! Oh, no! And delving into new lows. 
Take in new sights you can see now and experience later. Sights that remind us all how beautiful our country is. This is surreal. Your mind's about to be blown. Celebrate America with season three of Parked with Abby Hornacek. Available now only on Fox Nation. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, download and listen to the untold story with Martha McCallum. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the face of the forefront of this battle. I have no problem with people who are critical of uh, modeling because modeling is inherently an imperfect science. So I don't, I don't really have any quibbling with that. And you just got to make sure as you collect real data, you rely more on the data than you do on a model. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. As much of the country moves to open up, one area of the Southwest is locking down. McKinley County, New Mexico has about 71,000 people in it, but more than a thousand cases of COVID-19. The main city in McKinley is Gallup, where the mayor has asked for a lockdown and the state's governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, has granted it. The mayor of Gallup says he knows it's an unusual request, but the case count is a crisis. This order closes all roads into Gallup and limits two people per vehicle. It also closes closes businesses from 5 p.m. through 8 a.m. The order is set to expire Monday at noon. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. None of California's 58 counties are supposed to be reopening, but one of them is anyway. Schools, churches, and non-essential businesses in Modoc County have been given the green light by local officials despite a statewide stay-at-home order issued by the governor. Modoc County in the far northeast corner of California has not recorded any cases of the virus. Joe Biden breaks his silence, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee denying a sexual assault claim leveled by former staffer Tara Reid. This never happened, and uh, when she first made the claim, we made it clear that it never happened, and uh, that's as simple as that. Biden appearing on MSNBC's Morning Joe, the allegation dates back more than 25 years when Biden was in the Senate. We are pleased that the former vice president has decided to go on the record. It took him less than, what, 16 hours to follow the advice of the president of the United States and come out and publicly address those claims. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany, Republicans also pressing to have documents related to Biden released by the University of Delaware, something the former VP is resisting. He maintained they don't include personnel papers. Pam Puso, Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. We'll have sunshine mixing with clouds. High today 72, then partly cloudy tonight with some spotty showers late and a low of 57. Tomorrow will be mostly cloudy with a shower and spots in the afternoon. High Sunday 75, then Monday will be sunny to partly cloudy and breezy with a high of 69. Partly cloudy Tuesday, high 61. I'm AccuWeather's Holly Holdren on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning and I thank you as always for you taking the time to tune in because we know how valuable your time is. I pray that you're all doing well and um, focused on examining things, taking this time that we've got now uh, during this uh, self-quarantining to really look and examine at 
what are the most important things in our lives? I think that we've been uh, really given an opportunity to see what is important in our lives. And I hopefully, um, I'm prayerfully hopeful that what we've done is taken the time to pray and ask God to bring clarity into our minds and our lives as to what the truly important things are. What should we focus on moving forward? We've had an opportunity to really step back and take a look at who we are and what we're doing. How are we taking care of our families and our loved ones? How are we taking care of our neighbors? Are we loving thy neighbor? Are we loving God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind? We certainly have the opportunity at the moment to do incredible uh, times of prayer and request to God for insight and knowledge and wisdom into how we should live the rest of our lives in a way that is honoring to God. And I certainly hope that we've all done that. I hope that we've done that. And so an interesting thing today, um, we're going to talk about Haggai. And uh, I would ask any of you biblical Hebrew scholars out there who uh, I may have uh, mispronounced Haggai's name uh, to forgive me. Um, but as I hear so many different people pronounce so many of the old biblical names in so many different ways, it's not always the importance of the pronunciation getting it exactly correct. It is what is the meaning of what has taken place and written by this person that God has inspired. And to have these writings available to us, these God Holy Spirit inspired writings for our reading centuries upon centuries later for your and mine, our education and enlightenment into who God is and what he expects from us. And I know that I cannot emphasize this enough. Remember that the Bible is this letter from God to us. And it is a letter filled with God's promises, who God has never failed to fulfill his promises. Because so often we look at the scriptures as just a book of man's continual failures. It does point out our shortcomings, there's no doubt about it. But the main thing is the theme of God's love throughout the Old and New Testament for his people is that God fulfills his promises absolutely to those that he loves. And the promises to those who reject God, those promises are fulfilled as well. But certainly, God wants to see no one lost. And that's an important thing to understand about our Creator. So we got this guy, Haggai, right? And... Um, an interesting thing is I think there is just these huge lessons from a small, tiny book in the Old Testament. And I think a place to start probably is, um, a good place to start would be, who was Haggai? Who was this guy? And as it turns out, Haggai was a prophet who wrote the book, uh, his book, 18 years after the Israelites 
um, had returned from their Babylonian captivity to Jerusalem. There's a lot in here about God's restoration, restoration of his people and what can happen and what can take place and what we can learn, which is as significant today in our society and world as it was those thousands and thousands of years ago. It is incredible. And I think that what we see here is that although the uh, Israelites were very eager to return to their homeland, once they got there, it really did take them a while to start rebuilding. And that was one of the things, rebuilding their homeland, rebuilding the temple, trying to do all these things um, that they wanted to do as they were brought back into their homeland. Now, I think one of the things that was a, maybe causality of some of this, and it might have been due perhaps to getting overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work that it would take to rebuild the city, to restore it, right? And we can see um, that reading through the scriptures, for whatever reason, it doesn't really tell us in the scriptures. Uh, but what we do see is that it takes them more than a decade to start the reparations to both the city and the temple. That's pretty interesting. Now, some of you may know this individual, Pastor Charles Wendall. Uh, he explains that when they do start, foreign op opposition, again, impedes their progress. And they quit for a short period of time. And there's another interesting book to follow up with that besides Haggai, the book of Haggai itself. But in Ezra, there's an accounting, a historical accounting of this as well in Ezra 4, verse 24. That's in the Old Testament. Other interesting things here when we're looking at Haggai, um, we don't know his age. That information isn't given to us. Um, but he probably had lived long enough to see the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. And so um, that would age him a great deal, as it would be you and I, as we, I would tell you through just what we're experiencing now. I'm sure a lot of, of, of us have aged, you could say, through this experience that is happening right now. I mean, there's so many people who are worrying and falling into depression. And I want to encourage you not to be depressed. Give your issues to the Lord. Seek God in prayer. His promise is that he will give you joy even in the dark times. He will lift you up. And I would certainly say this has uh, probably been one of the darkest times in American history. Uh, even though it's relatively short in what's transpiring, the amount of people that are involved at this point in history the millions upon millions of people that are here, um, this would definitely be a devastating time for people and what it means not only socially but economically. We don't know where this is going to go politically. Um, it is definitely a time of, um, I would say, opposition as well because during this whole time there are still all these foreign elements who oppose the people of this country, the government of this country. So it'd be quite interesting, but I think in the end, uh, this would probably put him at around 70 to 80 years of age, maybe even a little older. And the unique thing here, the interesting thing is that 
it would give Haggai a very unique perspective. Um, because most of the people who were returning from Babylon, right, from Babylon, had actually been born into captivity. And here Haggai was actually alive before they went into captivity. So he would have a very unique perspective about what was taking place. And uh, they, the people who were born in captivity, would have actually heard about the destruction of Jerusalem from their fathers and never really witnessed any of that themselves. So I think this is uh, Haggai. There's a lot of lessons that can be learned here as we kind of go through and see what his purpose is, uh, why God brought him on the scene and, and gave him this information and used him as a prophet to uh, uh, share these prophetic uh, uh, words with his people. I think it's very important. I also do, when, as we uh, come to the uh, closure of this first segment, and I hope you stay tuned, but I want to uh, invite you to email me with your questions and your comments. And you can do that at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. I would really like to hear from you. And those of you that do constantly send me those emails, thank you. I pray that you've all gotten your Bibles that you've requested. Again, that's another thing that you can do. If you're following along and you want to participate with us and you don't have a Bible, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Your name and your address, I promise I will not use it for anything else other than to send you that Bible. And my request is, my only request, is that you wear out the pages by seeking to understand who God is and what he wants to tell you, what he wants to share with you, how he wants to love you. I think that's very important to, to know and to research as we continue on with today's program about Haggai. And again, we're going to see this big lesson that comes from this very small book. Again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these few short messages. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 